persistent pain for more than three months and the doctors don't have any solutions for you? Are they saying, it's all in your head? Or, you have to learn to live with it? And that message just doesn't feel right to you? Well, then you're in the right place. My name is Anna Frixelius and I'm an expert in health mastery. As a teenager, I got scleroderma and rheumatoid arthritis. Both of these are autoimmune conditions, chronic, incurable, with a pretty grim prognosis. But that was just the beginning. Afterwards, I survived two serious traffic accidents that was in my early 20s. Surviving was great, but I got a complex spinal fracture, part of my spine was crushed, and I got a whiplash neck injury. So at that point, I had a triple whammy of debilitating conditions in a really short period of time. Fun fact, of those three things, the autoimmunity, the crushed spine and the whiplash injury, the whiplash injury was what disabled me the most. Still, none of the doctors believed it was real. With these four diagnoses, at age 25, I was crippled by chronic pain and I was completely given up by the doctors. They thought I was a hopeless case. They put me on disability and just gave me lots of painkillers, told me to stay at home and, you know, give up all my dreams. But instead of listening to them, I found out how to rebuild my health, working from the inside out. Nobody believed it was possible. But a few years later, I got out of the wheelchair and I completed a pilgrimage walking to Santiago de Compostela. That's a 500 mile hike across the mountains and plains of northern Spain. Today, I have a healthy and happy, active life. I work full time, helping other people recover from chronic pain, while also advocating for better treatment and patient rights. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing insights and useful strategies for anyone dealing with persistent pain and chronic health issues. I'm going to talk about the failing medical paradigm and what we need to do to change it. But most of all, I want to share solutions. What can you do to have a healthy, happy and active life, no matter what diagnoses you have and what your current health state is? So let's dig in. Hello and welcome to Health Mastery with Anna and this episode which I have chosen to call the Chronic Pain Survival Kit. If you have found this episode, I guess chances are more than average that you are one of the 1 billion people in the world living with chronic or persistent pain. I feel for you. <sighs> and you are not alone. Did you know that 20% of the population worldwide lives with chronic or persistent pain. The statistics are really shocking. Even though, I mean, it's, we don't have great statistics from all over, in the US, 7% of people have pain that limits their ability to work. In my country, Norway, chronic pain is one of the biggest reasons for people being unable to work and having to apply for disability. It's a huge cost to society. But the cost for the individual who has chronic pain is much, much worse. If you're here and you have pain, you know how it can just take over your life. And in this episode, I'm going to share a very concrete and practical way of thinking about pain that makes modern pain science applicable to your daily life. So hang in there and... Just come along on this little journey as I will share a little bit about pain research and what you can do to change your pain. First of all, we want to understand what pain is. I mean, it is a danger signal, right? 
When we feel pain, what happens is that some sensory neurons somewhere in our body have picked up that we are in danger of some sort, and the signals travel up to our brain as an electrical signal. And when they reach our brain, the pain signals are interpreted by the brain, and the brain tries to find out if it's dangerous. If the brain labels the pain as dangerous, the brain will put you into this stress survival mode. It will trigger a chain reaction in your body with stress hormones being released, where your brain is instantly focusing in on the pain and trying to find out what's happening. So your brain doesn't know what's going on, right? But if I, for example, I cut my finger on something sharp, when the pain of that cut reaches my brain, my brain is going to go straight into alarm mode and go like, wah, wah, wah. Pain, danger, pain, danger. And my brain is going to try to analyze it. What happened? Why am I hurting? Is there a bear that's chewing my hand? Did my hand fall off? Is it broken? Is it bleeding? Am I in danger? What do I need to do, right? So the brain, when it experiences acute pain, it shuts off all different parts of your nervous system and focuses in on the pain. And this is part of the problem. Because when you have, it's great. I mean, that when you have acute pain, the brain analyzes it and tries to protect you. But if you have, for any reason whatsoever, pain for several days or weeks or even months coming from the same part of your body, that pain signal is traveling again and again up your nervous system and triggering this danger signal. And what happens is that the volume of the pain, the volume of the alarm, is turned up. So that the same trigger for the pain, whatever the cause may be, if you broke your leg or you have arthritis or you have some condition that causes pain, whatever the cause of the pain was, if it is turned on, like if the pain signal is turned on for several days, weeks, and months, it will change your nervous system. This is brain science. Because neurons that fire together wire together. And your nervous system is constantly being rebuilt based on what triggers and stimulus it is experiencing. And if one of the triggers or stimuluses that's being repeated again and again is pain from a certain part of your body, then that is hardwiring the pain. That can quickly lead to a downward spiral. So you have pain in a part of your body. This triggers a danger signal in your brain. The danger signal turns off other parts of your nervous system and focuses in on the pain, really like heightening the sensation of it, turning up the volume as it were, again changes the nervous pathway or the nerve pathway from the place in your body that's hurting to your brain, making it stronger. It's like when you upgrade your internet connection from a dial-up modem to high-speed broadband, right? That's what happens when you have the pain in the same part of your body for a prolonged period of time. Okay, so that's pain science. That's what's going on. And the main problem, I think, for very many pain patients right now is that most doctors don't know about this science. Most GPs, most of the people you meet in the healthcare system, they don't know this. Because this is quite new pain science. And unfortunately, it takes years and years and years for new science to finally get through all the levels of the healthcare system 
so that the doctors are taught this when they go to medical school and then they can treat patients based on this new knowledge. In the meantime, what happens is they just psychologize it, right? They're like, oh, this pain, your lab results are normal, or okay, you have this condition, but it shouldn't be causing you this much pain. So it's probably psychological. That's what they usually say. That's their explanation for everything that they can't understand. So basically, you're left to your own devices. Maybe they give you pain meds, but for more and more people, pain medication has been harder and harder to get. That has all to do with what they call the opioid epidemic, which I think is just such a bad term for this. The thing is, opioids were prescribed to people with pain, but then the dosages were increased and increased and increased until a lot of people got addicted and many people died of opioid overdoses. And then they've just clamped down and now they don't want to give opioids to anybody because nobody wants to be responsible for the people dying or ODing. That means that people who actually have chronic or persistent pain are now not getting access to the only medication, the only thing that helps, which is horrifying, really. These patients are just left in the lurch, and it's a trap. I mean, chronic pain is so hard to deal with and to live with, both physically and psychologically, that what we see is like a suicide wave. It is a suicide wave in chronic pain patient circles or circles, just communities, people are not doing well because they're not getting access to treatment. And a big part of the fact that people are not getting access to treatment is because this new pain science has not become available to mainstream doctors or to general practitioners all over the world. So let's look a little bit of classification it's only actually in the new ICD-11, which was what implemented last year, I think, the new international classification of diseases from the World Health Organization. That's the first time ever that chronic pain has been recognized as a health condition in its own right. So before, I think it was 2021, chronic pain has only been seen as a symptom of other conditions. So when you have pain, the doctors will always try to find the underlying condition, right? But sometimes there is no underlying condition. Sometimes chronic pain is only in a faulty wiring in the nervous system or we don't know the reason for the pain. And now, finally, this is being recognized by the ICD-11 or in the ICD-11, this diagnostic manual, which sorts different relevant groups of pain conditions and gives chronic pain its own diagnostic code, MG30, chronic primary pain. So this is a revision that's going to change treatment for chronic pain in decades to come, but unfortunately this is going to take time before it really reaches the patients. So the revision is also meant to really clarify how chronic pain can lead to disability, which it does, and maybe it will also help reduce some of the stigma, the societal stigma that chronic pain patients experience. So this used to be the same before. Chronic pain, it's defined as pain that persists or recurs for more than three months. That was the way it was before too. If you have had pain in the same part of your body, the same kind of pain, for more than three months, it is defined as chronic pain. And the problem when you've had pain for more than three months is that your nervous system has actually been rewired to increase, intensify, and keep like prolonging the pain. So now you have chronic pain in addition to whatever caused the pain. 
you now have two separate conditions. I'm trying to clarify this as well as I possibly can. Because even if you treat the underlying condition, whatever caused the pain, like if you have back pain or you think it's because of a herniated disc and you get the herniated disc treated after four months or more, you're still going to have back pain because your nervous system is going to be rewired to give you chronic back pain no matter what happens with your back. Yes, it really sucks, but this is the way it works. This is the way pain works in the body. And the main researchers, like the best doctors in the world, when it comes to chronic pain and the study of pain, they're organized in what is called the International Association of the Study of Pain. These are the pain specialists all over the world. And they recently managed to uh, (laughs) agree, (laughs) which is like huge for a bunch of doctors and scientists. They managed to agree on a new definition of pain. Actually, I don't know if I should call it a fortune, but I had the privilege, me, Anna Frixelius, small pain patient based in Oslo, Norway, I had the privilege of being the patient in my country to be asked to help translate this definition to Norwegian. So I know this definition quite well. And why would we care about the definitions? Because the definition of any kind of health condition in the diagnostic manuals, in the literature, that's going to mean a lot when it comes to getting access to treatment. So basically, if a definition places great weight on the psychosomatic aspect of pain, you would maybe be given access to psychiatrist or psychologist if you were lucky, but most people would just be left to fend for themselves. So when I was invited to participate in translating this definition, I really jumped at the chance. And maybe this is very nerdy of me, but yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd. So this definition reads in English, it reads, Pain is an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with actual or potential tissue damage. Pain is always a personal experience that is influenced to varying degrees by biological, psychological, and social factors. Oh my, yeah. This language is just so far away from the experience of us patients, right? Pain is an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling... Yeah. Anyway, this is the doctor's best definition. And I think us pain patients, we should create our own definition. Like, pain, it fucking sucks. Takes over your life. Anyway, this is the best the doctors could do. So when you have, or if you have chronic pain, it changes your nervous system It activates this fight-or-flight mode, like the survival part of your brain, which again intensifies the pain. And the problem is that the neuroplasticity of the nervous system, which is great, the ability of the nervous system to rewire and retrain itself, makes this pain chronic if it lasts for several months. And when you get to the doctor, they will show you a VOS scale, a visual analog pain scale, and they will ask, On a scale from 0 to 10, how... Much pain are you in right now? And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's impossible to put a number on it like that. So I've made my own system for this, and that's what I want to share with you as a framework for working on your own pain. I call it the traffic light system, and in it I label varying degrees of pain where you're either in the red zone, yellow zone, or green zone, depending on how intense your pain is at any given time. 
So this takes into account that for most pain patients, we have good days and bad days. And when you're in the red zone, that's a really bad day. Like when you have intense pain, so bad that you can hardly move, transferring to the Voss scale, it would be like seven and up. The pain is overpowering. You can't function. You have to lay down. You take medication, you know, like switch off the light, do whatever you can just to survive. That's when you're in the red zone. That's when your brain is also, it's just firing, like the volume on the pain is drawn up to max and you're in survival brain mode. If you have just moderate pain, like you're having a slightly better day, you're able to function, you're able to cook and clean and maybe go for a little walk, maybe go to a store, you're in the yellow zone. You're able to function. Most people, pain patients I know, they spend quite a bit of time in the red zone, but they can be in the yellow zone for yeah, at least several days a week, and that's where they need to be in order to work, like to function at work. When you're in the red zone, you basically have to cancel everything, and you can't show up for work. But if you're in the yellow zone, you're able to function somewhat. You're not feeling great, you don't have a lot of energy, you have persistent pain, like it's nagging at you, it's there constantly, but you're able to function to some extent. That's in the yellow zone. Now, if you have a good period, I'd say you're in the green zone. In the green zone, you're thriving. You're able to have fun. You can do things just for the joy of it. You can be physically active and maybe go out dancing with your friends, even though you have a chronic illness or a chronic condition. You're able to enjoy life when you're in the green zone. And when I teach health mastery, I teach people methods to gradually change their health, like to build their health and reduce their pain so that they can get out of the red zone step by step. It's like we build a ladder or a staircase so you can get out of the red zone and spend more and more time in the yellow and the green zone. Because in those areas, you can have a life. When you're in the red zone, that's like when you're in the torture chamber of chronic pain being like actively tortured. I feel like I'm being beat up when I'm in the red zone, when my autoimmune condition is active and I'm having a pain flare. It feels like my body is just being beaten with baseball bats. That's when I'm in the red zone. And I've learned over the years very many different techniques both to survive being in the red zone. I mean, it's all about self-care when you're in the red zone. Don't think about the big picture. Don't think about like what's going to happen next week, next month, next year, all of those things. Your stay in the red zone will be shorter if you're able to give yourself grace and just be good to yourself, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself while you're there and do all the small things, all the little, little things that may give you some pain relief. A little bit of movement, drink enough water. Take a hot bath, use an ice pack, any kind of ointment you can use. Try to help your body circulate your energy and your blood flow, bringing it back to energy in the quantum field. If you're in strong pain, most likely your brain is in this survival mode where you're like a wounded animal, like sitting in a cave and you're just sitting completely still. You don't want to move at all because you're afraid if you move, the pain will get worse. What happens to your energy then is that it stagnates and that actually increases pain and it causes new kinds of pain. So even though you can hardly move when you're in the red zone, you have strong pain, 
anything you can do that causes just the slightest circulation of your energy will help. It will help you get out of the red zone. It could be just stroking your skin or just like moving your fingers and feet a little bit, doing deep breathing techniques that can really help to reduce intense pain, also because it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And then once you're in the yellow zone, I mean, when you're out of the pain flare, the biggest (laughs) trap or the biggest mistake people make is that they do everything all at once. They need to catch up. It's like, okay, now I'm out of the red zone. Now I'm out of the pain flare. Now I'm going to do all my housework and catch up on all the work I didn't get to do last week because I was having this pain flare, right? This is the crash and burn cycle. It's so classic. You get out of a pain flare and you instantly, like when you have a good day, you try to do everything. All the grocery shopping, all the cleaning, all the paying all the bills, all the computer work, all the emails. And then you trigger a new pain flare and you're back in the red zone. And this becomes a downward spiral if you don't actively counteract it. You have to just learn techniques to gradually reduce your pain and gradually build health from the inside out so that you can stay out of the red zone and then keep working upwards towards the green zone. So the key when you're in the yellow zone, when you're out of a pain flare, is to start doing small things that will make you even healthier. What can you do when you have a little bit of energy that will give you even more energy tomorrow? So don't do all the things you think you should and you have to and you must do, all the things that stress you. What can you do that gives you joy? What can you do that makes you laugh? What can you do that makes you happy? Because those things are going to make sure that you have less pain tomorrow. Now I'm just talking about the things you can control. Obviously, with all kinds of chronic conditions, there are many aspects that we can't control. And... For me, it's the weather. If a low pressure comes, I'm going to have a pain flare no matter what I do. If I do yoga and think positive and eat all the right foods, I'll still have a pain flare when there's a bad bad storm coming or like a low pressure coming. That's just, yeah, one of the things I can't control. But I do try to maximize and structure all the things that I can control so that the moment when a pain flare is over, I bounce back really fast. That's part of my method. That's part of the health mastery method, really. So if you keep listening to the fear, danger, fear, danger, fear, danger signal, you're going to be trapped in the cave, right? Chronic pain torture chamber. And you're not going to get out. Like when the sun comes up, maybe you just go out and you go do all the wrong things again. You do all the things that trigger another flare and then you're back in the torture chamber. You're back in the flare, the pain flare. So... Getting from surviving with chronic pain to thriving with chronic pain is possible. I promise you, you can have a great life, even if you have a chronic condition that causes chronic pain. You can have a great life and you can work, you can have a great family life, you can be active, you can do lots of fun stuff, even if you have chronic pain. If you learn to manage your own pain in this way, where you're not waiting for a miracle cure, You're not waiting for some doctor to come and fix you, but you're implementing all the small things you can do today that will help you have less pain tomorrow. So I guess that's the task I would ask you to try right now. What do you know you can do today that will reduce your pain tomorrow? Can you go do that thing? 
And, you know, if it's a thing that you feel is too big, like go to the gym, no, don't do that. Don't go to the gym. Can you do like just a tiny movement workout at home, in your living room, in your kitchen? Just three minutes, not more. Don't make it too difficult. Don't make it too big. So I have built a system for this and I teach this to other pain patients. And it's really wonderful to see how empowering it is when you learn how to change your pain. So if you want to learn this, I created an app. The app is called Health Mastery with Anna. And in this app, I've made a free pain freedom course. But this can be hard to do on your own. I mean, when you're trapped in the pain spiral, it's hard to find your way out. And that is why you should download my new app, Health Mastery with Anna. It's in the App Store, it's in Google Play, and in it, I have uploaded a video course, just three short modules, with this mini course on how you can reduce your chronic pain naturally. So really, check the link in the show notes, download that app, and start trying those methods. If they help you, if this makes sense, this way of looking at pain makes sense to you and you think it could help you, you can try the Pain Freedom course, which is also in the app. That costs $9.99 for a monthly subscription, and in it, I have structured a whole lot of content and exercises for nervous system rewiring and retraining your brain, and also all kinds of mental techniques and breathing techniques that can help reduce pain, and build health from the inside out. This is really my gift to the chronic pain community because everything I've learned, both working on my own pain and having the benefit of working with these amazing doctors and scientists that I do, I've just put everything together in this app and put it together in the pain freedom course so that other chronic pain patients can learn what I have learned and manage to really build their way out of the chronic pain cycle and get more joy, have a happier, healthier life, even if you have a chronic pain condition. So I hope you will download that and try that. And in the meantime, I hope you manage to get a little bit less pain today. (music) 